What would we do, baby, without us? Shalala. Hello and welcome to another very special episode of Alex P. Keaton is my friend. I'm your friend, Phil Vecchio, and on this show we'll be talking about episode 18 of Family Ties, titled Suzanne Takes You Down. This episode aired originally on the 16th of March, 1983. And on this episode, I have a very special guest host. Please welcome back to the show, Janelle Vecchio. Woo! And the crowd goes wild. They do go wild for you. And here I am, right after celebrity. Celebrities. Oh, yeah. Because the last one was the cutes. The cutes are chilling. That's kind of how that's how we roll here. You follow up the big stars. Yeah, it won't be on your show unless you have some stars. All right. Well, that's just all a relative thing. <laughs> uh, you may have noticed um, we uh, took a little hiatus there during Easter, spring break, and uh, and whatnot. Not unlike the uh, television schedules do. Um, so you know. That's uh, what we're doing here. We are wrapping up season one, including this episode. We have four more episodes. And uh, when we get to the end of that, we'll be heading right into the summer. And uh, we'll kind of go to our summer schedule from there. We'll kind of keep you guys posted on how that's going to look. But for right now, um, it's time to get into this uh, this episode here. Before we do, just everyone, uh, in case people maybe are just jumping in mm. on, this, uh, on this one. Who, who are you? So I am... Alex P. Keaton's friend's spouse. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Very succinct. Yeah. Because the name of your show and I'm married to you. <laughs> yeah, I got it. Okay, good. Um, and I actually watched Family Ties in its original run. 1983. How old was I? Like five. Five years old, <laughs> kindergarten. Um, I had just come back from West Germany. Where you lived Where briefly. I lived for a year um, because my dad was in the military. And uh, there you have it. All right. Well, uh, we also um, live in the same house, which is convenient for recording episodes. So um, there's that to note. Stop it. That is not why I have been your guest. Also, because you're a famous Many travel times. blogger, and uh, that's- I have, I am gonna go ahead and push that right now. I am a travel blogger, uh, myvacationpants.com. Um, by the time this episode airs, you can see my most recent post on how to do NYC in two days on a tight budget. Yeah, we uh, just got back not too long ago from our spring break trip. And uh, so you can hear all about that. It was fantastic. Yes, really cold, was. but fantastic. Fantastic. Sha-la-la-la. Well, let's talk about this episode of Family Ties here. Um, what Any initial thoughts there, Janelle? Well, I recognized the guest stars right away. You did. They happened to be on another episode that I did with you. That's right. Um, um, did you know Ron re- and Suzanne? Did you recognize who they were, or did you just kind of vaguely recognize them? Like, did you remember? Well, I remembered Ron because okay. Ron was 
a J-E-R-K in the first ep. Yeah, well, he was always competing with Steven, trying to one-up him and stuff. And he continued to be an even bigger J-E-R-K Agreed. in this ep. Um, I, if you remember correctly, we thought it was really weird that they went on their their uh, anniversary trip and met up with this couple every mm-hmm. year for their anniversary. It just mm-hmm. seemed like such a strange tradition. Even more so when you like get to know them. And I thought from that episode that they didn't live near each other. Yeah, I kind of got that feeling, and too. And in like this they, episode, they're, like, neighbors. Yeah, because so. they only, like, see each other once a year at that thing, is mm. what I remembered. Something like that. But they're like, what friends do we have on retainer that we can bring back? Well, here's the funny thing. This is their second and last appearance. They don't come back again, so... For Sad. whatever reason, they did not uh, use them anymore. Spoiler alert. I guess so. I mean, spoiler alert for our guest star parade later no on. No more competitive um, competitions with yeah. Ron and Steven. Well, it's time for you to give us your summary of the show. For those that maybe didn't get a chance to watch it, if you do want to watch with us, by the way, uh, make sure you watch on Amazon Prime. Um, it is included with your subscription, all the entire series of Family Ties. You can watch it there. Um, and But in case people didn't get a chance to watch, give us our little summary. Tell us what happened in this episode. So, um, we start out the episode um, with Ron and Suzanne. Yeah. Um, the Keaton's friends, longtime friends. And they had just gone to a wedding with the Keaton's. The kids were at home. Um, but for some reason... Everybody comes back to the Keaton's house. It's just so convenient. What you do? Um, they talked about the wedding, like not making it to the honeymoon. Ha ha ha! Their marriage isn't going to last. Whoever this we don't know the who the couple was. Even. They went to. Um, then it turns out that Suzanne tells Elise that don't read my notes. <laughs> Sorry. My notes. Um, Then Suzanne tells Elise that she's kind of like has empty nest syndrome. Like. She also says she's 40. Does she look 40? I think she looks older than 40. I thought she looked older than 40 too. Yeah. Yeah, she does. Maybe that's just because. The 80s just look older. I was going to say, in her hair, like, she had hair like like your grandma hair. Right. Um. She makes a joke about um, something about, like, all mothers are good for is selling beer. Yeah. <laughs> she did not get. Well, she said it's oh yeah, it's like, like athletes. All they're good for is selling beer. Like, an athlete goes and gets a sponsorship selling beer. How that relates to mothers, though, I don't understand. I didn't get it at all. I got the, like, athlete part. Yeah. So... Um, that's all she's good for. And so then, like, Elise, without even thinking about it, goes, oh, I'll hire you to be my architect assistant. Yeah, they didn't talk about, like, how much she would pay her or, like, No, she's what, just like, anything. you can start tomorrow. Yeah. Um. What if she's like, oh, well, I'll pay you a dollar an hour. So, yeah, exactly. So there was this awkward conversation about her and her husband's sex life and then 
Um, they were very candid about that in the last time, if you remember correctly. Yeah. Um, they obviously don't have a very healthy relationship. Obviously. Um, so then she starts working in her architecture uh, firm, which I find it odd. Okay. So Elise's has an architect desk in the kitchen. Yeah. She's an architect. Yeah. Why can't she design herself an office and, like, add it on to their enormous house somewhere? <laughs> like, they set up on the kitchen table every day. Like, at one point, um, Suzanne, like, gets a basket out and send- sets up her desk, like, every morning. <laughs> right. Like, it's, I mean, I know it's because it's a television show, but yeah, a little believability. I'm not going to believe that she doesn't have an office. You don't think that she just works in the kitchen? No. And they always do that. Like, she always sit down and start yeah. moving it's so her that, pencil. It's so that she can do work in the kitchen and we can have conversation while Alex is making a sandwich or something. Exactly. You know? If it was an she office, has it would to be in the kitchen. It's a woman's place in the it's kitchen, is what place. Alex Even would say. Even though she's like supposedly a liberal, <laughs> I don't see um, too much cooking going on by the guys. It's True. always the women, which I think is interesting for supposed hippies who are equal. Well, this was uh, early on, like in that whole era. Like, I don't think that equality had been reached quite yet right. at that point. So, Elise immediately gets annoyed with Suzanne. She's a horrible employee. (laughs) She starts putting these big ideas in her clients' heads about what they want or what they don't want. But um, right when Elise gathers the courage to fire her, um, Ron and Suzanne... Is it Ron and Suzanne? Yes. Ron and Suzanne come over to the house and... Basically separate, like leave each other at the Keaton's house. How convenient once again. <laughs> like he basically just leaves his wife yeah, at, at their, their house. house. One of my favorite lines from the show was when Steven tells the kids, I'll bring your ice cream up in <laughs> yes. a few minutes. I was thinking about our children. Yeah. How many times they're always like, but why? Yeah, Daddy? What, what? He like tries to get him out of the awkward situation. Right. He says, he says, I'll bring you your ice cream up in, f- in a few minutes. And they're like, what ice cream? And he's like, the ice cream I will give you if you go upstairs right now. <laughs> I just like totally felt that. Yeah. And then the other thing I, I was like painfully too close to home is when like, other couples fight in front of you, and you're just like, ah, uh, this is Let's go get Italian food or how about Chinese? Uh, like, it's just so, like, what do you do? Yeah. It happens to us all the time. Yeah. I mean, not like, all the time, but people feel comfortable enough it is, fighting in front of their other one. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd rather people be comfortable communicating in front of us. I think that's how the, the Keatons feel. Yeah. But at the same time, it's not the most fun. Right. Well, it's funny because your brother Matthew, we won't even, like, really be fighting. We'll just be, like, jabbing at each other. <laughs> and we'll be like, don't get a divorce. Well, it used to when he was little, like, really <laughs> thought that. Because when we got married, he was only, like, 14. Right. So we would, like, argue. But, like... We have a playful way of arguing that's not really arguing, and he just did not get our sense of humor with that. No, he's seen our real fights, so yeah, he knows. he knows the difference. <laughs> he should be ready for that, because he's about to travel with us for, like, four weeks. Yeah. 
solid. Well, it's not like Ron and Suzanne. They have a very, like, really bad relationship. Like, they do not communicate at all. No. And he's a jerk, and she's... She's kind of a lump, though. Like, she's very... Like, whoa, whoa, it's me. Like, like, don't do anything about it. Yeah, exactly. Um, And then... So they go on and on. Elise can't fire her because now her husband's left her. So she feels you know, really bad. She's gonna do that. And finally, um, Suzanne says, "You know, Elise, I just you're. I just want you to treat me like a normal person." And Elise fires her. Yes. And then she like comes back, like she leaves angry, but then she comes back and apologizes. For her being such a horrible person for firing her because she's really, it really like forced her to stand on her own. And um, then lo and behold, who comes back? Oh, yeah. Ron. Ron comes back to the Keaton's house. Because he knows that's where she'll be. Like he, oh, of course, like (laughs) she'll be at the Keaton's and decides he wants her back. Yeah. But Suzanne has just healed so much in the day since she's been fired that she doesn't need him. And, and the, cr- <laughs> the crazy part is like, I mean, okay, that's good. Like they, they depict her. She grows up and is, you know, has shows some strength. She right. stands up for herself. But the final scene, I'm sure, will tell us what happens at the very end. At the very end, um, they break up. The Keatons get a postcard. From Suzanne, who's on a trip in Greece, and she's like hooking up with a bunch of guys yeah, there. Guys that don't speak that don't, English. But she speaks to them through dance, <laughs> and like it's all gross. So not only did she like, because she kind of made it sound like when she was talking to Ron, like, you know, maybe I've changed. And he's like, maybe I can change. She's like, maybe you can. And you kind of think, like, maybe they're going to heal that relationship or something, or maybe they'll both grow but a little bit. But in the next scene, she's in Greece having. Various affairs with yes. various Greek men. Yes. yes. Um, yeah, so it was very, very much not what I expected at the very end. Well. I'm not saying the you guy You gotta didn't... give it to him. I mean, that's probably more like real life than yeah. them actually having a chance. And I'm not saying that, that Ron didn't get what he deserved. I mean, he was a creeper and he was very, like, did not appreciate her at all. And yeah. You know. But uh, it, just, it was an interesting uh, ending there. Yeah. And the free shot was really awkward of Elise reading the postcard. And yeah. it was like blurry and she had a weird facial expression. It reminded me it of They couldn't have like chosen a better freeze frame. Yeah. Like the like the police squad. You remember yeah. the episode Police yeah. Squad? Um the old before Naked Gun with Leslie Nielsen, he did the TV show. Right. And they would always do fake freeze frames. This one looked very much like a fake right. freeze frame. Um Angie Tribeca is like the modern day version of Police Squad. Yeah, so good. You should definitely watch that if you're um once you're caught up on Family Ties there. Yes. Family Ties comes first. <laughs> Sha-la-la-la. Um, let's see. Well, in this episode, I have to mention really quickly, we had a sort of a twist on the Mallory walks in trope. Um mm-hmm. Mallory actually mentions the fact that her parents make out all the time and then they do it and Alex is like, Why'd you give them the idea? But her line was really cute because she said they were talking about like how yeah, the, that was cute. the couples like are breaking up and you know all the families are falling apart and, and Jennifer's concerned, like, is our family gonna break apart? And Mallory says, People who kiss as much as they do are bound to stay together. 
And then they have to kiss out of like, you know, right. to show that that's Obligation. true. I thought it was funny, though, they wouldn't assure Jennifer yeah. they divorce. He, she's she's like, do you promise you guys won't break up? And he's like, well, we can't promise that. And like, <laughs> that's kind of harsh. Like, <laughs> like you, you can't like tell your little kid that? Well, not only that, but like. What feelings is he harboring for against, you know, Elise? I think it's like a, a hippie free love thing, though. I think it would have gone against their code of, you know, yeah. being hippies if they would have said, yes, we're in it forever. We're going to be together forever. I guess so. It just seemed pretty like, like if our kids asked us, like, you well, know. Well, they you, have. And well, yeah. We, of course But I'm saying if, if they asked us, will you guys always be together? And we said, well, we can't promise that. Like, we'll try really hard, but you never know. Like, they, would, they wouldn't stop crying for days. Right. Well, and Jennifer, she's like, well, I'll, I'd rather have a promise. Yeah. Because they said, we'll try really hard. We'll try hard. really hard. It's just that I know as a product of, I'm a child of divorce. Yes. Of multiple divorces, and I think, like, in that day and age, it's like, you just, you couldn't promise there was too too many people. Yeah, but Steven and Elise are, like, rock solid. Well. There will be some trials coming up, though. I'm just gonna, spoiler alert, sometimes, you know, the house is not as always sturdy as it, as it appears. They always do that. They always have eyes for somebody else. You can't wrap do it. it up in a neat episode. Well, yeah, you can't do a family sitcom without <laughs> some drama like that. Yeah. Okay, well, we did have a few guest stars in this. We've talked about already um, Brooke Alderson, who plays Suzanne Davis, and then Jay Tarsus, who plays uh, Ron Davis, the couple. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were in it a few episodes, well, like near the beginning, and then this one. Right, and that's it. That's they don't they don't come back in anymore. So um, that was sort of their tenure and family ties. And we already have gone through their filmography. So mm-hmm. if you want to hear them, go back to that old episode. Uh, but there's one other guest star, which was uh, Don Bradford, which was Elise's client. client. Which that was a weird setup for me too, because so she works in this her kitchen office, and then People just whatever come in guy, the kitchen door. yeah, and whatever you person she's building their house, knock. right, like. I mean, I guess if she's only building houses for her friends, that makes sense. But it kind of sounds like this is just a client. Yeah, very unprofessional. It's like put the the blueprints on the kitchen table. Yeah, it's just it, that's a weird setup. I mean, like it's fine if someone's working from home, but then you would like set up a meeting or something, right? I don't know. Maybe it's just, maybe that's how it works. I don't know if we have any architect listeners out there. Maybe they can set it straight there. I don't think that's how it works. I don't think we have any architect listeners either. I think that's either. how it works when you can't afford to build multiple sets. So you're going to so. repurpose They just one. show up at the house. Uh, but let's see. Don Bradford was played by Terry Wills. Um, and he's he was in a number of things. He's one of those guys that was in like every single TV show from the seventies on up through, you know, I think this most recent one was, he was in an episode of that seventies show. Right. Um, he also had parts on, he was actually had a, it was in an episode of police squad, speaking of police squad. Oh. Um, and he was in movies like, 
uh, Child's Play 3 and Sister Act, you know, little stuff all around. Mm -hmm. But what's interesting is he's in Family Ties. This is his first appearance in Family Ties, but he's actually in seven episodes of Family Ties. And this is the only one is Don Bradford. Um, Mm -hmm. He has like a recurring role three in a row of Dr. Schultz, which we'll see uh, coming up in a while. And then he plays a desk clerk and then Dwayne and a cabbie. So he's Hmm. just all over the place. But it's funny to me that he does a recurring role and then goes back to being random people. You've mentioned that before that they just would have the extras on retainer because you wouldn't see them every week. Right. So So it's not like you would remember. So it'll be interesting to see how big of a role, because as Dr. Schultz, he's in three episodes, 1984, 1984, 1986. So is that enough for people to like recognize him and then go like, wait, who's this desk clerk guy? I thought that was the doctor. Because I guess in this one, he just pops in for a minute. Yeah, he's not in it that long. And if you just saw it once and then saw another episode a year later, would you even ever right. recognize him? So that's how it worked back then. It's a little different. Imagine if that was on like an, like modern shows like lost or something right. where people are like He'd looking for all these so connections confused You'd be like what why is the guy who is her client now the doctor why is he part of the dharma initiative and the lost crew on the beach yeah you could people peel that thing apart to like frame by frame you wouldn't have that now no nope. well that's the guest stars for this one they managed to keep the entire show in the house um, they never, even though they go out to weddings and dinners and things like that. Even a divorce. A divorce. In the house. An architecture firm. <laughs> all of it in, just in the house. They must have been scraping for money here at the beginning. Downstairs of the house, even. They don't even go right. upstairs. You got right. the living room, like the sort of entryway, and the kitchen. That's it. Right. So, pretty tight. Sha la la la. All right, I did not come up with any, like, old references. I think it was a pretty, like, timeless episode. Just that beer one. The beer one was, yeah. I don't know if that's an old reference or just a weird reference. Yeah. Um, But uh, since... And then Jennifer talked about the Muppets. Well, I have that. I also put that as my quote of the episode, though. But she did talk about the Muppets, which people know. But she also talked about them. She said her quote was... Um, she said the Muppets don't, or Mallory says the Muppets don't sing the blues, and Jennifer says they do if you play them at the wrong speed. And I don't know if like modern listeners would know how to play something at the wrong speed True. without like audio software. True. She's talking about listening to it on a record. Well, hipsters and stuff are into records. That's true. So, so it, it's out it's there. Coming back. But um, it's funny. I, we went to a show recently, and um. Saw a band that I really wanted to see, and I bought a record from them. Like, I bought a CD copy and also a record copy. And I asked, I said, oh, could I get the record? And the lady, the girl in the band, who's, like, around our age, she was like, oh, you must be, like, around my age. Because all these, like, younger people, like, she's, like, 35 and under, they all call it a vinyl. And uh, and she's like, I can always tell people who are like it from my generation because they're records. But now they call them a vinyl. And I'm like, well, it's on vinyl, but it's a record. You don't buy a vinyl. I like There's to collect other vinyl material. Things. Right. Well, but see, I would say I collect vinyl because that's what it's on. But an individual recording is a record. You're so old. I know. Well, anyway. That was uh, the Muppets on the records there. Uh, did you, well, if you ever want to sound young, just, just say, say that I'm I buying a vinyl. vinyl. 
I just I couldn't say it. It would feel too weird. <laughs> Sha la la la. Uh, did you have a quote from this episode that you enjoyed? I did. What's your quote of the ep? So little PG instead of G rated. Uh oh. But um, at the beginning, when remember when I said they were talking about their sex life oh, yeah. inappropriately? Oh, yeah. So she says she can't be at work at nine because they have a time from nine to nine fifteen that's sacred. Her and her Ron, Suzanne and Ron, and he said nine to nine. She says nine to nine fifteen is sacred. We make love and talk for twelve minutes. (laughs) Yeah, that's uh, it's a little. Again, they were pretty racy in their first appearance as well. Very racy, um, but hilarious. Yes. So, but I think they're like saying "make love" like in those old fifty songs where they would say "make love," but they just meant kissing. But did they really just mean kissing? Exactly. That's definitely what they mean. I think think that's what we're going for there. Yeah. Sha la la la. Well, I think that's um, about the end of it here. What's the moral of this episode? What did you learn? The moral of the episode is don't whine about your life. Just go out there and make something of yourself. (laughs) I thought it was um, major in dancing, if you want to. Folk dancing. Major in folk dancing. Medieval folk dancing. If you want to hook up with a lot of Greek people. And she did just major in it. Her Ron, her ex-husband, pointed out that she was two units shy of her bachelor's. Oh, yes. Is that a real major that you can get? Probably. Probably. There's a major for everything. Um, I actually have, you know, my fashion corner. Oh, oh that's right. Tell us Janelle's about the fashion. fashion corner. This is important. Something I do not catch. Every episode I watch... Mallory has her polygamous moment. Right. She dresses like a polyg. This was no, um, no, <laughs> no you know, exception. no exception to it. Mallory um, is in her clothes for school. Like, I would be embarrassed. Okay. It's a plaid like dress that goes up to her chin. <laughs> like, an old, like, turn-of-the-century turtleneck, like, lace thing. Okay. And then a big old bow. Like, so much bow. I don't know, like, what to do with it. I, I didn't think and about she's any wearing, of like, a boots. Like, old turn-of-the-century boots. <laughs> okay. Like. Like Anna Green Gable style? She did look like Anna Green Gable style. It was very interesting. Um, And then, later... She's wearing this outfit with a cat. She's a cat on her like front shirt. Okay. And then like the cat like wraps around her back and like you see her stand up and lean over and the tail goes across her jeans and like between her legs and there's like a little black speck on her behind. What? Yes. She's wearing a cat outfit, but they're like separate pieces. She missed the bottom as a like. But they were like a set, and it was the weirdest outfit I've ever seen. The funny part is that I 
didn't I did notice one thing of clothing in this because they pointed it out only when uh Suzanne is like wearing a sweater. I liked her sweater. And Elise is like, Oh, I like your sweater. When did you get it? And she's like, nineteen sixty-three. Yeah, I actually liked her nineteen sixty-three sweater. It's something I would wear today. But only if they like intentionally draw attention to it do I notice that. I've never Well You could be making this cat thing up and I would have no idea. You gotta go back and see the cat clothes with the wraparound tail. And the black dot on her backside. There was a black dot on her backside. Is that like the cat's behind? I don't know. We'll have to go back and rewatch. I, I need, you need to show this Okay, to me. and then one more thing was um, Stephen, like, shows that they were going to go out with Ron and Suzanne on right. the night of their divorce, you know, where they came where over they and up. divorced in front of them. <laughs> right. Um, and he's, like, got a Bruce Wayne-style turtleneck with the blazer. He was totally going for the Batman. Oh. The Batman look, so... Thought that was interesting. Okay. And the 1991 version. Oh, no, so they jumped forward in time. Yeah. So you're talking like Batman Returns, not not the 1989 Batman. Eh. <laughs> I liked Batman Returns because it had Catwoman. Okay. As a young girl, Batman was like, eh. Batman Returns was where it's at. All right. Nice. Got Michelle Pfeiffer. Hey, I, I, have, Danny I DeVito enjoyed Michelle Kingman. Pfeiffer in that movie as well. Oh, so. she was so rad. I remember seeing that yeah. as a young girl. And the, the other, the first Batman with Michael Keaton, I was like, when is this going to be over? I, I mean, I don't, I can't quite identify with that, but I, I see where you're coming from. I mean, just give me Catwoman, okay? <laughs> She's amazing. Michelle Pfeiffer. Well, this has been a good uh, uh, fashion corner with you. Thank you very much. I do love my fashion corner. <laughs> and I think that's going to do it for this episode. Um, got any more plugs? Remind everyone where to find you on the internet. Um, MyVacationPants.com. I am also in a podcast with my husband, Phil Vecchio, um, called The Mandarin Orange Show. So you can check that out at Mandarin Orange Show. Dot com, and um, that's pretty much all I want to plug right now. I was in the newspaper just Good. this last week. So if you want to pick up a copy search, of... So no, you just have to search on the internet, Redlands Daily Facts, Room Escape. I'll be the first story there you go. that pops up. That's true. It's an online article as well. So you might or if you happen to my... be in Redlands, California, go... Pick up their local newspaper. You can get a hard copy. No, it came out on Friday. Well, they don't, they're sold out. <laughs> they have a new thing every day. No, oh, it's daily facts. It's huh? daily. See, I grew up in a small town where our newspaper came out <laughs> once a week, so you had like a week to figure <laughs> yes. it out. It's in the name, Phil. All right, all right. But the online is still available. In fact, I had somebody contact me just tonight about the article. You are kind of famous. So, I'm famous in my small town. <laughs> well, thank you all for listening to this episode. Um, once again, if you'd like to follow along watching Family Ties, we are wrapping up Season 1 um, over the next few episodes. You can watch it on Amazon Prime, and it is uh, included with a subscription to that service. It's a very uh, good show, so you guys should definitely be watching it with us. And um, if you want to send us an email or have any questions or comments, you can write to alexpkeatonismyfriend at gmail.com. And uh, I think that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you again, uh, Janelle, for joining us. You're so welcome. 
was my pleasure. And we'll see you all next time for another very special episode of Alex B. Keaton is my friend. What would we do, baby, without us? What would we do, baby, without us? And there ain't no nothing we can love each other through. What would we do, baby, without us? Sha-la-la-la. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.